Welcome everybody to the uh, to the Campwise podcast. Uh, today we have, uh, of course, myself, Andrew Lamb, Daniel David Rebell. You. Um, thank you all for for attending again today. We have uh, we have a, a couple fun uh, fun bits here and there throughout the show today. Uh, we and some guests uh, down the line, which we will introduce as the time comes. Uh, first, we're going to start off with Dan's dailies. Go ahead, Dan. All right. So this is more of a hypothetical. Hypothetical situation. Cool, cool. So yesterday I had off work. Right. Uh, from the appliance. Why did business. you have off? Because I took off. Oh, work. okay. Not because of coronavirus. <laughs> because of coronavirus. Good gotcha. Okay, go ahead. And I was thinking to myself about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm, right. Which is how this ties into Dan's dailies. Right. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, I'm sure there, and I saw an article about people who are getting rich off of coronavirus. Like, and, you know, you think about, you know, all the people who are buying up all the toilet paper and hoarding it for themselves. Where are they keeping it? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Probably in their bathtubs. Why do they need it? That's why they're not showering. It doesn't matter. All right, regardless. So I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about, man, like, what if I made $100 million and then never had to work? And then I was kind of thinking about how I would subdivide that money. All this to say, I was thinking about, you know, I'll I'll give some money away to nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about if I had like $10 million to give to Black Rock Retreat, what would I allocate that fund for? And I want to pose that question to us today. Oh, if if you had $10 million to allocate to Black Rock Retreat, what would you put that money for? I'll, I'll, I'll list off a few things I was thinking of. Number one, uh, personally, uh, I, the Laurel side sound system, I yeah. would probably pay for some new speakers. Would, be, would you just, because it's $10 million, instead of just the sound system, would you just redo Laurel side? No, Laurel side was recently redone and I like it. I, it just needs a new sound system. Would you make it at least bigger then? I wouldn't make it bigger. I would probably fix up the closets a little okay. bit because they get real dusty. Gotcha. Um, and then I would I would probably put the rest of the money towards that. Oh, well, I would say pay off the chapel, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I would, see, that's a good start. That's a good start. start. I would I would um, pay off the activity center that they want to eventually build mm-hmm. uh, that I know is in their long term plan. Mm-hmm. So that's my allocation of funds. Oh oh, and one other thing I thought of this summer that I thought would be cool. I want a lazy river around the lake where you can like have these nice. little boats and you can float on boats around the Dude, lake. That would be so. That's sick. probably more than ten million dollars, though. I'm not Isn't gonna lie. It, it could maybe be, especially because of like it's like terrain and whatnot that we're dealing yeah. with, like especially in the one edge of the lake, it just goes down. So like we would have to build have to up a water. Terraform. Yeah, we'd have to terraform yeah. first, which would be where the most of that money would go into. Do you have do you have thoughts, Lam? Yeah, no. Do you have ten million dollars. Ten million. Allocate. Would you allocate? Dude, obviously, you know, I'm a hockey guy. Be sick. The, the ice, ice, ice rink. Yeah. Dude, that, I think that'd be so cool. The ice, ice, ice rink. You should just turn the Gaga thing into an off-season ice rink. <laughs> the Gaga court? Yeah. <laughs> turn it into an ice rink. The small octagon Gaga court. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, it's Gaga, but with hockey sticks and a hockey puck. So if, you're, if your shins break, then you're out. That's how Gen- it goes. Perfect. Perfect. Be $10 million, kid, what would you do? $10 million. Ice, ice rink. Ice rink. I think it would, yeah. Uh, and it would probably take off. Yeah. But I definitely would want to pay off the chapel, too. That's true, right. yeah. I think, okay, I would definitely start with paying off the chapel, get rid of any kind of debt we have. And then, so let's say, theoretically, that leaves up those $5 million left. Um, that's a very, very conservative, uh, that's very uh, that's, conservative, that's a conservative number. But, but you, you got you to gotta stay conservative with the numbers. So then I would probably move into, I think it would be great that instead of investing it into buildings, I would invest it into resources such as in uh, staff. 
Um, so I would say let's bring on someone that's full time in media, something I'm particularly passionate about. All right. Are you saying you got a five million dollars? RJ would hire himself. I would hire myself for five million dollars. Uh, we could we could divvy it out. We could make it a ten year plan across, you know, and like make it make that. No, you're paying yourself five hundred thousand. I'm not saying myself. I'm saying someone, someone for sure. You're already rich from a. Coronavirus. Cor- yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't need. No, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be me. But I think I think investing in certain staff would be really nice. Um, just because then we would have the um, appropriate staffing for the facilities that we would need. I would also buy Rocket League for camp. <laughs> <laughs> we would just buy like Ooh, one infinite copy of Rocket League. Dude, I would League. totally redo Marcus and Dell. Do an esports center. And oh, Marcus and Dell. Turn you do Mockendell into a Rocket League training center for free time. <laughs> Make it an esports room. An esports <laughs> design camp. The BRR esports team. Because then kids would never go out. They would just go there the yeah. whole time. That's, like, sure. that's right. Yes. No, we, it's just only it's only okay. Rocket League. That's what it oh, is. Oh, okay. Then we just we just don't allow Fortnite. Yeah. All right. Stop. What what do you well, first unnamed guest? What what would you answer to question for? We have a few guests. Yeah. We never said that. So far, no, we said it. We mentioned it. Before. Oh, right. We got guests. First unnamed guest who we're not gonna name yet. Uh, with ten million dollars, yeah, uh, I'd probably uh build a gym. Build a gym. Yeah, get the weekend, get workout on the weekends. Okay, staff yeah. workouts. Staff workouts. Staff You're bonding right yeah, there. That's yeah, that's, that's bonding. That's true. Got it. It wasn't his eval every week. It a hundred percent was. I wrote it for four summers. That's crazy. Peter said maybe, but it never happened while I was there. Mysterious guest number two. Would you like to to come over to the mic and say something? Say hello to. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. What would you do with $10 million in camp? Man, um, I would agree with everyone else for sure and first cancel out any debt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would want to invest in activities for the kids that they would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things being a game room and stuff like that, which That'd I know cool. is in plans, but... Yeah, yeah would, be nice to, would be nice to have, have somewhere to... Yeah, not, not in Azalea Hall, but somewhere where they can play like... Mm. Ping pong mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Not just in the chapel basement. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Because <laughs> you know, again, the way for the d- dining room people. Oh, <laughs> issue there. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to move into uh, the main content here, um, which would be uh, the tier listing. Um, so we have uh, today we're going to be tier listing battle room strategies. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, battle room is one of the games that is played at summer camp. Uh, on the ball field. If you're not aware, field. I don't know why you're listening. If to you're not aware, welcome to the podcast. You're probably new and you have no idea what BlackRock Retreat is. But um, Batterman is one of the favorites uh, all time, not just for staff, but also for campers in terms of uh, one of the fun things that they we do after um, in the uh, in the afternoon slash evening uh, on the ball field. Um, it's a it's a two team game, um, and the goal is that you have to get rings across or into a certain area, um, and that that is your points. Um, and it's a big flag pulling game. Um, so we have different strategies, and we have um, we have nothing but uh, uh, veterans uh, today uh, for uh, for battle room leaders. Um, I was the uh, commander of the Wave Army. I Dan Riddell was the commander of what is currently has the highest win percentage army. The win Bears. percentage or win as a numerical value? Because there are a couple people in this room that has a hundred percent on their win. Oh, I think in terms of like, I guess it was like highest ratio or something okay, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. in terms of number of wins i guess it must have been i edged out josh foley this summer i commanded the ferret army the ferret army very nice yeah just well since she's not going i'll go uh yeah i'm tony and i was the uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Tony Welcome Franklin. To first first guest. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, but yeah, I was a part of the Dragon Army. Had to revive it after the uh, the departure of our fearless leader. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a fun time. I lost. Uh, it's okay. That's okay. Sorry. And and Andrew, what what the what was your what oh, I'm, I'm the leader of army. the Griffin Army. The Griffin Army. One Top two. Oh, nice. And uh, and and our second guest today, Jennifer Jennifer Braun. Judge. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Judge. today. So um yeah I'm Jen. I am truly ashamed to say this, but. Um, I don't actually remember the name of my army, oh, so there no. you go. Are you kidding? Uh, it was very short-lived in 2016, and yes. I remember the day I was on Brandon Reel's army, <laughs> which was, for the life of me, I can't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, asp. it was asp. With a P. That army is first to five, and we beat Jen zero to five three times oh, in no. a row. So oh, no. I think Jen Jen might hold the record for <laughs> the worst battle room commander. So, so we have the, the whole big yikes. Of our big yikes. We wanted to we wanted only the best in terms of our demographics, so we went for the entire demographic That's today. That's true. Uh, the strategies that we'll be working with today, being that we have all enacted some form of strategy, we're starting out with the blob. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, the blob is where um, you get all of your ring uh, runners in the middle and you take the entirety of your team and surround them so that it's not possible to pull their flag because there's you know, a blockade and you just march the whole blob through the, uh, the opponent's gate. Um, the next is the wave. And so that would be whenever you have, um, it's kind of like a small scale blob and it's not the entire group. Um, whenever you have someone running up to run a ring through the, uh, the enemy gate, um, you do a small push um, with the rest of your team to kind of uh, narrow down the defense of the uh, the opponent's side. The next one that we have is the uh, the one-third, two-third, or the two-third, one-third, depending on how you look at it. But basically the idea is that you have one-third of your, uh, your entire group on offense, like their designated offense, and then you have two-thirds of your team on defense. This is a very defense-oriented, lots of flag pulling. The idea is that, you know, if you eliminate the opposing team, then there's nothing left there. And, and you have a ton of defense to protect from any kind of, um, any kind of uh, uh, ring running. Um, the next we have the trident, um, where you run a ring uh, on the right side of the field, run a ring on the left side of the field, and then run a ring down the center. Um, and then you just kind of keep alternating that. Um, to kind of make it so that they're, they're not always coming from the same direction. Um, then we have uh, the Dan Riddell strategy, and I'll let him explain that in a minute. Uh, we have the pre-game strategy, which is where uh, none of your strategy actually takes place during the game. Uh, this is entirely based off of the uh, cabins that you pick and the counselors and the campers that are in those cabins. Um, and then by the time the actual game comes along, you just say, hey, go out there and do the thing. And that's the that's the whole strategy behind that one. And then finally, you have the Cole Reynolds strategy, which I'll let Dan explain as well. So Dan, if you wouldn't mind explaining the Dan Riddell strategy as well as the Cole Reynolds, and those yeah. would be our, our sixth and seventh uh, strategies. Sure. Well, we consider the Dan Riddell strategy. We must remember a uh, famous um, hero uh, in India, Mahatma Gandhi, who once said, um, "The best defense is a good offense." Did you really say that? Um, <laughs> I, can fact check that? I uh, graduated with a degree in social studies uh, education, so you okay. cannot argue with me. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations on that um, We basically took that strategy and we flipped it. So we say that instead of the best defense is a good offense, we say that the best offense 
is a good defense. So basically, uh, I would uh, point out a cone and I would tell all of my people, no one is allowed past that cone until I say so. And it was basically everyone was on defense. That's so. So similar to the one thirds, two thirds, except for it's a just zero and one. Zero and one. Everybody is on. And the one is defense. Defense. Correct. Yes. Uh, the Cole Reynolds strategy. Um, named of, after the legend himself. Named after legendary camper Cole Reynolds, who was never my camper. Um, but when I was commanding the Ferret Army back in 2015, um, uh, Cole Reynolds was on my team, and uh, he was just so fast. I had him run four of my five rings in one game just because he kept running them in and then coming back, and I'd ask him if he wanted another one, and he would just keep taking them. So finding uh, a camper who is just exceptional at their job um, and just having them keep doing it. That's essentially the core rental strategy. Very cool. All right. So now that we've kind of explained everything, uh, what is the dirt? Do we want to start with the our, our bottom tier? We've got to start with the bottom. Got to start bottom. Got to start bottom tier. All right. Um, all right. I can go first if we want to. If we want to just go first, uh, we'll just take. Yeah. Some. All right. So I have I have the blob listed as my my F tier, and and here's my reasoning why, um, is because I think it's bad. It's bad for it's bad for campers. Um, in terms of like group involvement, like you would think it would be very high because you're all participating in this one push. But in terms of like them actually enjoying the concept of the game, and also typically whenever there's a blob involved, it's a very short game, uh, so they don't get the chance to enjoy the entirety of the game. So if we're gonna if we're gonna you know be a camp that's focused on uh, making sure that you know, um, especially being that like this is uh, this is a game that campers enjoy an awful lot. If we're gonna be a, a game or a camp that focuses on making sure that. We're we're creating fun environments for our campers to enjoy the games that we provide for them, the programs. I think, I think the blob is a highly not advised strategy. Um, in terms of you know effectiveness, it's definitely like all the way up there at the top. But you know this is a strategy, uh, or a tier listing of strategies in terms of uh, you know everything involved. Um, so I have I have the blob as well. My I gotta I gotta hop in here. Yeah, I ha I have it in. the exact same place. You have I also have it as my F tier. Okay. Um, but for a different reasoning, I, I don't think it's effective at all. Mm. Um, if, if you're having a true blob and you're having everyone blob around your ring runners, right. you have no one defending. You essentially have no one defending, that's true. So, this is true. so you, you just have to hope that you beat the other team. If the other team yeah. has five fast runners, it's game over for you. Right. It's just not. Because the blob is not a very move, fast moving blob. Blob is slow. Blob yeah, is slow. it's not effective, it's boring, it's just kind it's of dumb. Boring. I put the blob as an easy F tier. That was my easiest ranking in this tier list. Yeah. That's what happened. I, I agree with everything that's been said. I also the blob, blob is F tier. Yeah, it's just not a fun time, like RJ said, for campers. And just doesn't, just that's why we that's why we're doing these games short. and stuff, you know, for the kids and it's, it's just short. yeah, it makes the game a lot less fun and enjoyable. So and I'm a I'm a huge Vatterman fan, so yeah. I'm just it's you know, it's it just doesn't fit well in the game, it's not in my opinion. So pretty cool. All right, our lovely guests. Would you like to? Would you like to uh, have a have a weigh in? So my F tier is also the blob. Tony Franklin, everybody. Tony Franklin, Tony Franklin, everybody. But like, I agree with all of your answers. Yeah. It's it's just it doesn't make any sense. It's not logical at all. Okay. Like like Dan said, somebody you got five people on the other team running. Right. It's over. Game over. I've only seen the blob successfully work at a game at Blackrock. And it wasn't called the blob. It was the amiibo by Shiloh the Fink during Outpost. But still, it worked. That's the only time I've seen it work. But other than that, it, 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 it's it, not effective it at all. It did get immediately banned from Outpost after that. It did. Which is fair. It was basically cheating. Yes, it was. It was but, basically cheating. But yeah, no. Battle, battle room blob, straight trash. 
Jeff, what do you think? Um, I think? also had the blob as F2. Oh, look so at that! I love to see the consensus. And my reason being that, yeah, you're leaving your your zone completely open. Um, if you have defense, it's minimal and just mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. not well thought out. Um, and I have to say, I was a camper when the amoeba happened. And I remember hiding in the bushes. Were you thinking, on the team or against them? No, I was against them. Oh, and no, I was hiding again, in the bushes no, no. thinking there is no way around this. And it was just kind of, it was really sad. I, I, I couldn't play the game. Sorry to say. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, hey, listen, don't do the blob. That's just kind of the, the premise of what all this. We have a third guest, everybody. Emily Ross, welcome to the podcast. She's far away from the mic. Woo! Thank you. Yes, very good. cloud. Um, so we'll have her get in here uh, later on. Um, so we have next we have our, our D class and uh, um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say sorry Dan I, I have a Dan Riddell strategy here. Um, <laughs> disrespect. Blatant disrespect. How dare you? But the name the, his name is in the strategy. All right. So here's my reasoning though. It's it's a hundred percent defense and I don't know if you've read Second Samuel eleven but when you, <laughs> when you send Uriah out. In front of the lines, he died, right? I mean, like, I just don't feel like that's going to get you many, uh, many, many yeah, rings. Being an Old Testament on you. Being that, like, you have nothing to defend those runners at all. So, it's I don't not, know. It's not about the runners. <laughs> Are you saying it's pure defense? It's you about the defense. You don't run you rings at all. You need to understand that the pinnacle of the Dan Riddell strategy depends on, I was always on the north side. Uh, or the far side of the ball field. Okay. So that means the uh, the south side. The south. I, don't, I don't know my no. directions. No, you're on the north side. I was the south on side. Yeah. I'm saying south I side. was on the far side, and so the strategy always depended on looking up the hill where the jail was mm-hmm. and looking down. And once the other team is at the observatory, then, then you then push. You go. It's about it's about getting so it's people a in jail. If your if your people get pulled, if your ring runners get pulled, that's fine. They're they're putting all their resources into five people while you're putting your resources into their offense. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a much greater win for you. I st- I'm still going to leave it at D class. I do understand the difference now between just purely staying on defense the whole time and then eventually making a push. But I think I would still put it at D class. What well, do we have across the line here? That's disappointing. My D tier was the Cole Reynolds strategy, um, albeit the fact that I utilized it in conjunction with the Dan Riddell strategy, but this is just one you can't depend on because if you're coming into it saying, I'm just going to have these people, and then you don't have them, right. basically suck. Then you're kind of out of options. That's fair. That's yes. fair. Love what we have here. Um, yeah, for me, I had the wave. I don't, I don't yeah. really, now that's disrespect right there towards our That's role. literally my team name, bro. What the Dude, heck? yeah, that's right. Dis- <laughs> I didn't make fun of the Griffin for any reason. Bro, because oh, you no. can't. The Griffin's a majestic right, beast, you know, bro. Whatever. You won one game, lad. <laughs> you won one game. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> because I haven't played. I haven't had the chance to play more than one game. All right, why did you get the wave? Anyway, I, I just, I don't know. It's just not my thing. You know, like sending wave after wave of people doesn't seem like a good strategy for okay. me. Okay. But I just like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me to just be like, oh, like, all right, you people go now and then come back mm-hmm. and then go out again. It just doesn't really make sense to me. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. what do we have from our from our panel of brilliant guests here? Uh, for me, I had uh, the Cole Reynolds strategy. Okay, all right. So we have uh, we have two people. With yeah, that. it right. just from a camper perspective, it just didn't seem too fun. Especially you know, once that one camper gets out, you have to wait for him to come <laughs> come well, back every time. That was fun. Some work. But yeah, um, yeah, Cole Reynolds uh, 
strat is definitely my D tier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me. Go ahead, Jen. Give it to us. Um, the my D tier would be the pregame. Now, really? don't don't get me wrong. It is important to mm-hmm. pregame, but mm-hmm. if you think that that is the only way that like if that's your sole strategy, it's not mm-hmm. gonna. It you. It, is that what happened to you? Maybe partially. Oh, maybe partially. Um, maybe partially. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, yeah, you need you need a little bit more uh, strategy planned out there than just the pregame. Everyone else, whenever you want to weigh in, you can let us know that you want to weigh in on something. Okay. Um. You don't have if you don't if you don't need to know the list. We can also you can also come over here and take. A I look have it. Oh, you do. I... Okay. What do you have as your D tier? Well, I have the one, three, two, three. Okay, yeah, the one thirds, two thirds. Reasoning because yeah. I don't, I've maybe like actually physically ran in two battle rooms ever. <laughs> okay, like as and a, as ever a done player. anything. Yeah. Okay. And wait, wait, can we clarify? Is, are you talking about running like with a ring in your hand or running like in participating general. in the game? <laughs> in general, I have not participated in any. I participated, I just haven't done anything. Um, so I put that, I didn't really know what it meant. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> but I just, I put my S tier, I'm not gonna say, Wait, I'm, not, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying that, I'm saying that I have put my S tier and then just put some on the bottom. Oh, okay, all right, so this is here for a color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, all right, so, um, so we're moving on into the, into the C tier now. Now this is where we start getting into like, all right, these aren't, bad strategies like these are starting to be where like you can actually be very successful with these strategies but it's a range of like how successful in terms of um in terms of these passing grades here um does somebody else want to start or i can i can, I can go. start yeah, go ahead dan give it to us i i picked my c tier when you you know i when i think of something on a scale of one to ten five is average mm-hmm. five is not an f five is average okay so okay. when i think c tier i think average like yeah. It's middle of the road, it's average. Right. Um, so I put the one third, two third strategy as my C tier simply okay. because this was like I remember in twenty fourteen when Battle Room was introduced, this was basically the strategy that was used the entire summer. It's a, it was yeah. This yeah, was the right. bread and butter. Um so this this just, It was the original meta. This is well. just the middle of the road, like it, if you're if you really don't know what you're doing, you can just kinda slap this one on and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So gotcha. Len, what, what, uh, you, what do you have for your... Yeah, for me, I, I had the, uh, the Cole Reynolds strategy because, you know, it's... I think it is, like, hit or miss, really, you know, if you have... That I guess they never miss, huh? Uh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, if you do have that camper that you can just kind of keep sending the run rings, like, mm-hmm. why not do it? Um, but you're not always guaranteed to have that camper that can do that. That's fair. Um, so, you know, it's kind of average, you know, like... You, it can kind of play it by ear. It's not like a, you come into this game with this strategy and you kind of just adapt it as you go along and see like what campers you have on your team and which ones you don't but um yeah so if you have them you send them but if you don't you you adapt and you switch it to a different strategy Mm -hmm. so i i have your i have the trident and the wave um and the reasoning the sole reasoning why i have this uh not not like like they're very effective but they're very complicated um, like in order to, to perform properly, like chances are it's the first time you actually do it, it'll be successful. Like you'll run the, you know, the ring around the right side, the left side and down the middle, or, you know, you know, your first wave will work. But then like, as your team starts to get out and, you know, the, the game plays along and that, you know, game sense time clock starts to tick in, you know, you're not going to be quite as organized as you, as you were at the beginning of that game. 
Um, so I think it's a great way to start, but it certainly you know isn't a isn't a strategy that's going to take you through to the end game as well. Um, so that's what, that's why I have them uh, kind of in that middle rung there. Um, I, I just think they're I just think they're too complicated to to keep uh, maintained throughout the game. Uh, for my C tier, I have Wave. Um, no, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of those strategies like straight off the bat, you're guaranteed to win the game because right. you, you might catch the other team offsides. But that's the thing. Is that yeah, like, it, there's a chance it could work off the bat. But but once like games two and three, if you get to three, it's over. If you stick with that strategy, you're losing games two right. and three. Fair but. enough. Um, yes, my. We're on C tier. Yes, we is. are. <laughs> no, I was, I was. I just left my mind. Um, the I, I put the trident. Um, I said that because the I've been everybody. I've been a gatekeeper many times. I have not actually played Battle Room since 2016. Um, right. probably because of the defeat, but um, so also because of, of the injuries. Yeah, also the injuries. The knee injuries, maybe, but um. Or was it the trauma? The trauma. <laughs> Both. Um. So, yeah, as a gatekeeper, I've seen that um, strategy work very well. It was, like, the f a, f a moment where it was, like, there's rings coming from every direction, and I couldn't keep track myself. Mm -hmm. So, so all right, so that was why the Trident is effective. Why is it so low in the, in the, in the power? Because I have better ones. Oh, okay. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, RJ, <laughs> she has better ones. Okay, all right, all right. Don't have, question, Judge. Amros, do you want to weigh in? Sure. Go, wonderful, go ahead. This is C. Yes. I put waves. Look at that, dude. Everybody put waves. Because I think I think it's oh, I feel like it only works like I think Tony just said that at the beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like when there's a lot less people and there are people like lined up and stuff like then you can see them clearly like running and like planning to run all together. Yeah. But also I feel like. For those, like, I did that when I was a camper. I joined in, and I never did it again because I was slower than everyone and because I couldn't keep up, and then I was tripping the whole time as I was running with all these people. Yeah. So I don't... You just have to be athletic to do it, I guess. That's fair. Good point. That's fair. Thank you. So we, so we have, yes, you're welcome. So we have our B tier here next, and I, I have the one-thirds, two-thirds. Uh, I think it's a great strategy. There's, there's really nothing wrong with it. Um, the only thing that, you know, it's you know, putting pulling flags eliminates players. Um, when there's no players, you kind of can walk it right in. Um, so, you know, that very defensive strategy just works. Um, the only reason I don't have it any higher than where it is right now is I just don't think there's anything special about it. You know, like you, like you were saying, Dan, it's just been around for a long time. People can identify it pretty easily and, and adapt to it, but, you know, overall it's a... It's like the very safe option, like if, you were saying. If someone eventually got to a point where if someone basically started, if a, the general started laying out that strategy, I would pretty much zone out and do whatever right, I wanted. Right, yeah. So, like, that's like, I feel like that's the default strategy. Yeah, that uh, give me something original. Yeah, I'll tell you for it. Uh, my B tier is, uh, I had the wave and the trident, which is what okay. I had on C. So you just I, had a bit higher. I have, right. it, I have it as B. To me, these are essentially the same thing, just okay. slightly different in practice. Right. Um, even though I know they're not, but sort of just very aggressive offensively. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I, I think they're both effective to a degree. But again, I am a proponent of strong defense. Yeah. So like, these can't make it to my A or S tier because these, these are more effective than say, the, I think it's... 
I think, you know, Jesus says in the Bible, it's better to be hot or cold rather than lukewarm. Rather than lukewarm, you know, yeah. so the one, And Luke does use right. this strategy. The one-third... The one-third's two-thirds strategy just feels lukewarm to me. So yeah. this, yeah. at least I give you respect because you're at least committing to being fully offensive. Even fair though fair I don't fair. think offense is the way to go, yeah. I at least respect you. Just like, all right, at least you're committing to something. Yes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Go ahead, Lem, we have... Um, yeah, for B tier, I had the Trident. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I like the idea of the Trident, you know, just splitting up, dividing, and like, it, I feel like there's more, you can do a bunch of varieties at least to start, you know, like you could do like three rings and one, like kind of do like throw some people off, like yeah, yeah. not knowing exactly where you're coming That's from. That's true, you don't have to send, you, you don't have to send one any, like, like it's just the idea yeah, of the, the like, shape of the Trident. There could be like yeah. zero in this one, or there could right. be five, like you don't know, but yeah, I think there's a, a, just a little bit of a unpredictability there, and yeah. like, I, I am a more offensive-minded yeah. player in this game, so I like just full sending people and just kind of <laughs> going at them. So, um, yeah, I think the Trident is, is yeah. a decent B-tier. Yeah. What, do, what do we have? Uh, my B-tier is also the Trident, okay. but a different a variation. It's the delayed Trident, oh. where, you, where you send two up the middle, okay. and then you wait till you everybody clears out, and you send two up the up have the you middle. Use oh. this method yourself. We should also probably go around and say what method we've used. Although I assume that that might just what VR test here is. At oh, some point. Anyway, continue. I, I have not used this method okay. yeah. as to me just thinking about this now. Right. Um, it probably would have been a top tier answer, yeah. like a top tier strat, right. if you know I thought about it. Yeah. Put it to practice. Yeah. But I was more worried about which army I was going to be. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. question in itself. Is what you know? What's available? What are you gonna be? You know, Dude, there's some good ones still there available. Ones still there was a, there was a lot of pressure picking the dragon. Yeah, I had you to ask for me. Yeah, I had to ask. Share is all clear with B. Josh, and then yeah. you loved it. And, and then, oh no! Hey, come on. <laughs> and then I got stuck with the bad ones. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. But you know, it's fine. Um, my B tier is the Cole Reynolds because the Cole Reynolds because of um, and hear me out camper involvement it is one camper mm -hmm. but the way um staff played out could very much affect the whole team and um you know the kid in your cabin that ran most of the rings through and like led your team to victory that's pretty exciting um and involving the rest of the campers like hyping them up with like you guys are winning this game mm -hmm. um yeah and getting them all involved in defense or offense whatever it might be Okay. Wait, cool, cool. wait, but what do you do if there's, there's no Cole Reynolds? No, oh. no. If you have a Cole Reynolds, but one of your campers wants to run the ring, but you've just committed to the, the Cole Reynolds strategy. Oh, yeah. We're all saying it. It's okay. We talk about how the sound waves just, just be it. super loud. It's not dead yet. R.I.P. headphone Oh yeah, like what do you do? Like you have a Cole Reynolds, but yeah. one of your campers wants to run the ring, but you've already committed to the Cole Reynolds strategy. Do you just leave that camper? Mm. When you have when you have a lead, when you have a lead of like four to one, I'd say yeah, go ahead, run it, and then he comes back with it where it comes back because he couldn't get it in. Then let Cole Reynolds do it again. 
Okay, but listen, that can't you know, let's say it's a camper that you know is gonna get bogged down in the star and they're gonna stay oh, there for fifteen gonna, minutes. And then it's the star or the ring is lost. Yeah, and then, and then the game is gonna be prolonged. Right? But you then, can't stop at the stars. You gotta go you to the stars. You, you, gotta you can stop at one star. Stars are F. And it's like for a minute. Like it no, can't no, no, you can't say that for a minute. Really? Alright. Ten, ten or less. <laughs> ten seconds or less. How long is a game, Jim? It depends Dep- on yeah. Real time. Yeah. yeah. The longest game. I. Okay, we'll take a brief little intermission. Brief little intermission between all, our, our. Wait, do we want to hear Emrosses before? Oh yeah. Oh Ross. yeah. Emros, what do you have to wait? What's in your B tier? Um, I have Trident. Trident. Good Easy answer. answer. Good answer. Good answer. You have a Safe. Reading? Cool, 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 no, cool, right. cool, 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 right, cool, cool, cool. So this was the longest game and best game of Battle Room that has ever existed. The year was 2016, and it was Kevin Snyder versus Daniel Brandon Daniel. Real, oh, okay. I believe. And I was on Brandon Real's team, um, and uh, we were down 4 nothing. the first game. Mm-hmm. We had kind of resigned ourselves to defeat. Our jail was starting to look long. Right. Somehow... We came back from a four nothing loss uh, to win it five to four. It was the only game. It was wow. a, it was an hour. The reverse sweep. It was an hour they long. Four nothing they four nothing it was, it was an hour long battle room game. It was actually nuts. That's so insane. that's that's really? our that's our battle room trivia. Little little the battle room uh, history right there. Yeah. There we go. Use that degree. All right, two tiers to go. We have our A, our A tier and our S tier. Um, all right, so for my A tier, I have Nicole Reynolds. Um, I think it's I think it's a perfectly fine strategy. Uh, you know, if you know someone good, then send it. You know, it's using the gifts that you have. Um, also, like, kind of going towards the point about like, what if you don't have a Cole Reynolds? You're telling me that, like out of 120 campers, there's not a Cole Reynolds on your well, team. Okay, you only have half of that. Okay, so out of 60 campers, there's not a Cole Reynolds on. Like, it's that's quite still possible. I mean, it is, but I don't know. I feel like there's always at least someone that is like gonna be able to consistently run something. I beg to differ. On really? That. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I didn't have a Cole Reynolds. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> that is hundred percent right. facts. The campers do have everything to do with like yeah. how you can win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say that was everything, but you know, your your camper um, excitement about so the game has a lot to do okay. with it. I've definitely been on teams where like the most athletic kid really isn't athletic at all. Mm-hmm. So, we won. Mm-hmm. So like with that, like there's not always going to be like. Because, like, well, like, oh, like, who can run it, like, and who can be the fastest? And then we're like, oh, no one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because they're really not that fast. Oh, I see what That's you mean. What the most athletic, athletic not yeah. that fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, whatever. I mean, but there's not a cool Reynolds. Yeah. That's fair. He was fast. <laughs> he, 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 was is, fast. he was fast. He was fast. I hope he hears this. Yeah, Cole, if you if you hear this, <laughs> shout out to you. I'll message him on Instagram. Come on, get Kane. You're all on Instagram? Yeah. I was my, like, I was what do we have, Dan? My, my A tier easily is the pregame. And the I, pregame. I will tell you why. Tell us why. I, there, there is a very common misconception that, um, and I, I more so instituted this when I was picking teams for outposts, uh, but it definitely comes into effect for Battle Room as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes... And they pick the guys' cabins right away. It's all about the ladies' the cabins. The girls win the game. That's absolutely I'm correct. literally telling you right now, this is my advice to anyone who's going to ever pick teams. Pick the girls first. I'm so serious. It's because, 100% correct. Because 
And you know what? This is going to sound a little mean, but this is how it is. So the if, if the girls, uh, you know, sometimes uh, guys will go and especially for Valorant, you want to fill up the jail. They will go and target the girls, um, which and I'm not saying this sarcastically. I'm not a proponent of don't don't tell your campers to do that. Um, but so if you have the, the top if you have like the top girls. You're gonna have a, a much harder time for guys who are trying to do that. Your jail's stronger not, defense. Your jail's right? not gonna be as full. You're gonna have a stronger defense. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I said I said the magic word there. You see that? Even um, you know, counselors are important to consider, but counselors are not the end all be all. The girl campers are what you need to consider. Yeah. So that's why I have the free game as my A tier. Alright, I have two in my A tier. So okay. I have the pre game yeah. and the Dan Riddell strat. Okay. So I acknowledge that defense is an important part of the game, and mm -hmm. you know I, I respect and strategy enough to put an A tier. Um, that it's a good strategy, but it's not my strategy. Like you know, I'm an offensive guy, like I said earlier. So you know, just mostly defense just isn't my style. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, but it's still it's still a good strategy. Yeah. And if I if I had to use one, like I I might pick it. It might be my it's my top few picks. So. Um, and then the pregame, obviously, like. I think it's huge, like Dan was saying, like it's huge to know like who's on your team. Um, I wasn't necessarily thinking the girl campers, but that makes a lot of sense, and I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I just it, yeah, it's I think it's important to know who's on your team and like what's what campers or what staff are going to be on your team, who are going to be the most helpful to you. Um, yeah, so Very I easy. think it's important to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Tony, give it to us. My A tier is the pregame. The pregame. The pregame. If done perfectly, okay. you have, one, gotten your campers so hyped that they are ready to run through a wall for you. Right, that's true. And that's run true. the rings, right? And run the rings. Yeah. Once you have that, you're golden. You, pregame is where you lay the foundation of your strategy. Mm -hmm. That That's what I did. They might not have executed it right. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> the, 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 the band that we had that week they were ready to run through a wall so maybe i was just next level brain power if i was too too elite too for too there elite. yeah it was too hype for it was too <laughs> hype they, they, they couldn't grasp the hypeness uh, um, go ahead jen we know you're ready go ahead mine is the dan riddell strategy, the dan riddell strategy. <gasps> i would say that not only because i'm half obligated to but i would say it's just half, just half. <laughs> half obligated you're full that. obligated to. Um, i would say because that would actually be my ideal strategy would be a combination of two and one of them being the dan riddell strategy mm -hmm. um and i say that because it's really important to the second you get like you're playing defense and you get the jail full um and their offense is then depleted and it's like a much easier to run the ring in so when you fill up their jail quickly that's that's the way to go mm -hmm. very cool and ross any 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 uh, any wisdom to share cole reynolds he's very nice very cool <laughs> okay very cool. all right so for the s class i think we should just go around and say what our what our our top pick is and then we'll go around again and say why why we picked it so i i have the pregame Okay, I have uh, the damn Riddell strategy. Damn, of course, Magic. shocker. Um, I have the one thirds, two thirds, but like reverse. Okay, so like so two, like two thirds offense, one third defense. Okay, cool. Okay, I had the Dan Riddell strat and the one thirds, two thirds. Oh shoot! Okay, yeah. 
Wait, which one comes first? The one third, two third, or two third, one third? It, it's what you want to be. Lem switched. It. I just switched it because I'm. I like yeah. It. yeah. But it, I think yeah. more on offense, but that was okay. mine. So yes. the one third, gotcha. two third, right, so with two thirds on offense. Gotcha. Yes. And Ross, anything at the top for us? Dan Riddell. The Dan Riddell stride. All right, so we have three, four. I can't remember my math is bad. Did you vote for Dan Riddell's strategy? No. no. All right, so we have three people I'm with the Dan Riddell's strategy. All right, let's start with them. What, why, Dan Riddell, why, well, why did you pick the Dan Riddell's strategy? All right, let's look at the statistics first. Statistics now. is oh, a good process. Oh, oh, we're taking as a... Okay, uh, well, at the end of the day, we also have to acknowledge that strategy only does so much, and it really does come down to who you have on your team. So yeah. I, I completely get why you would have the pregame as yeah. your S tier right. because strategy... Outpost is different in that strategy can play more mm-hmm. effects. Right. But yeah, battle room, it's really just kind of, you go with the flow. But I, I really like the idea of focusing on offense just because of how the battle room field can change. Mm-hmm. And defense and those sort of changing things will stay the same, but offense might differ. So for example, if you know the moon, um, there's, right. there's the moon, which was a giant circle made of cones. And if you went in the moon, you had to pull your flag, and you were out. So, like, that's going to change your dynamics. You can't do the trident in that because you don't have a middle lane to run down. There's no middle lane. Like, so, like... You're four-prong four trident, bro. Oh, you got a four-trident yeah. fork. That's what it is. Yeah, I guess so, but you're scrambling when you see the field to adjust your strategy, whereas if you're on a fully defensive And once the game started already, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, just about the moon, one time... <laughs> One time we were playing with the moon, and I had a ring, and I was on staff. And you just ran <laughs> I ran right moon. into the ring, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is bad. Ben, I should ben, not you. Ben, it's not too late to buy him. It's not too late. Oh. For, for that complete neglect of the moon. How oh, it wasn't a neglect. It was a... <laughs> the disrespect. The disrespect. <laughs> no, I'm just No, Ben, please. Um, no, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. So Tony, um, Tony and Jen, what's yeah. the what's the? Oh, did you have more? Than no, you? yeah, that, that's it. So you guys both picked the Dan Riddell strategy as well. I t- yeah. picked Dan Riddell was my eight here. Oh, my my apologies. Who, yeah, I, 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 I oh, Emron. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Emron. <laughs> So I I I did the Dan Rydell strap yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to start off the game. Right. But once you see that their line is getting pretty uh pretty long, right. then you switch to the the one third two thirds port. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that way you have you still have a solid defense around back, still pulling flags, and like you still have some offense, uh, protecting yours and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. I just switch the two. I don't think so. But no. But yeah. <laughs> The, bless you. Bless you. The Dan Riddell is never about playing defense the whole time. Yeah, no. It's about playing defense until it's opportune yes. to play offense. Correct. Yeah. And Ross, what about you? Um. Sorry. No, you're fine. Wait, Jen also did it, the 0 for 1 of them. For her for the AI tier. Oh. Dan Riddell is the... I think it's smart because... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like it because... It makes a huge difference when you, like, just try and get all of, like, try and get as much out as you can possible, and then you have so much more room to run. There's no one on the field, then and you just yeah. run it right through. I, and yeah. That's, the That's one of the best. The people, I don't know, and also I feel like then, like, the people that you can get, it's harder to get them, but you're more likely to get the people that are trying to play than the little girls that are just standing there, which it's still easy to get them, too, or the little boys that are standing there, but... I think that, yep, I, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Good point. Can I add one? Yeah, add one. Go ahead. Um, I think the emotional 
No, the encouragement high five between me and Bri Bala. <laughs> that was a good one. That was probably the best one because it could distract campers and they're watching us high five and fall on the ground. It's and true. then it's other true. people, other like counselors or like strong campers could go and get them while they were distracted laughing at me and Bri falling on the ground every sure. five seconds. The distraction play. It's a good play. Very cool. Um, all right, so uh, so uh, I'll I'll go next with the with the pregame. Um, I I'm a firm believer in the in the um, in the idea that once the game actually starts, a lot of these strategies just go out the window in terms sure. of like That's keeping facts. up with it. That is facts. Um, like just in, I, I mean, the game's kind of chaotic. The the only time that you really even get a chance to talk with your team is when the game's not happening anyway. So in terms of like actually strategizing, unless you have like an offensive commander and a defensive commander, you're not going to be able to do a whole lot in terms of organization. Um, so I, the reason why I like the pregame so much is because like it's so heavily dependent on like doing the, the work beforehand because you're not going to be able to do the work during. Um, so, so being able to you know, pick the people that's on your team, picking the strong campers, picking the, 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 strong, um, the strong counselors and, and cabins um, is a great way for you to start off um, already kind of having one foot ahead of the other. Um, and then, you know, uh, kind of toning to your point, as long as you do the, the hyping in the, in the appropriate way that, that is going to actually, you know, uh, inspire them then, you know, to run through those walls, apparently, then, uh, you know, then, then I think it's, a, it's an undefeatable strategy as long as, um, as, long as you kind of get the kinks out of the road in the, in the beginning. When I, yeah. when I was a commander for, for a battle room, that was the strategy that I used. Um, and I kind of just, uh, I, I lost my first game, um, but then I won the, the second one and then, um, felt pretty confident in the strategy after that. So, um, I think if it would have continued on, it would have been, it would have been, uh, kind of a dominating fashion at that point. Now that everybody figured out their roles on their own, um, cause then, you know, they get to determine, oh, maybe I should be on offense. Cause I, you know, I, I'm fine being a little bit more agile up top without as much support or like maybe, you know, if, uh, if I were to be on defense, that'd be better. Cause then I can work with a couple other people to take some offensive view on the team. Um, so that's why I like that. And then, uh, and then to Dan's point uh, as well about like, you know, picking not just the, um, like all the guys cabins, but like making sure that you uh, get like a, a diverse group for your, for your team is going to be super great. Um, and then especially when there's uh, the point where they were like, you had to pick a, a, a brother sister cabin as a group, um, you know, having that like thought ahead of time to make sure that you pick the, um, you know, you're not just picking like, uh, a wonderful guy's cabin and then, you know, a lady's cabin that's, um, you know, very, like, heavily defensive or, you know, vice versa and stuff. You, could, you pick a very good, um, uh, broad group for your, um, for your team. So that's, that's the reason why I went with, with the pregame. Because I think mostly, mostly going to the fact that I think a lot of the strategy falls down after a while. What do you have, Lynn? Yeah, so, uh, like I said, I'm a pretty offensive guy, so I'm going with the two-thirds on offense, one-third yeah, on yeah, defense yeah. kind of guy. Um, just flood them. Just, dude, flood just it. send them. You just go at them, you know. Because like, I just don't like the idea of like sitting back, right, and letting them and come. Waiting like for waiting for dude. Yeah. You got to go at them, and you know, right. get those flags and make their line like a lot longer, and you know, get the get easy flag pulls and open up the lanes for those uh, those ring runners to get through. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm just all it's right. all offense for me. It's offense, 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 offense yeah. for me. Um, but yeah. And just, you know, you have specific people to do defense, you know, they, if you like ask like, yo, who wants to play defense, you know, like, you're going to find the kids that actually like, probably would rather stay yeah. back and be like more composed and not try and full flag or not try and go at people and yeah. kind of like wait for people and right, right, right. just guard the house, you know, but yeah, that's kind of my, my thoughts on that strategy, but that's just 
my favorite. My problem with that always ends up being that a lot of times... They get pulled. Well, you're not going to get anyone who's super passionate about defense. You you will get, like, one or two like, people. Let's go, do defense! Let's do but defense. everyone else... I, when I was the battle room commander, I had decent people to play defense. Yeah. Like, because I had Seth, he like really wanted to play defense. So I was like, all right. Seth, you, you well, you have there, you like, have one small microcosm. As you continue to play, you you might continue. You're right. To you're see right. I, I'm only one game in, so um, we'll see what this is. Well, yeah, because like when I when I first started playing, I had Ruben Lacy, and Ruben Lacy was like stand in front of the gate. But Ruben Lacy is also a cheat code. Well, <laughs> he really was. He was the real any guy. any Lacy is a cheat code. That's That's that. That's any um, but so uh, then, so then, so then, Ruben left, and I was like, "I'll know what I'm gonna do." So, um, yeah, like my when you send a lot of people to offense, you're really not gonna get anyone super passionate about defense, which is the thing. So the people are gonna be back there. The people are just gonna stand there and don't actually want to play. Um, so I, I think, I think it's smart if you know you can like bust the rings in quick. But if you're not confident of that, I, you're gonna be sunk real quick. But I, I respect it's it. No, it's, it's cool. I respect it as a top tier. Jen, I believe you're the last one. That, yes. Yeah, um, I would agree with Lem with the two-thirds on offense. And um, here's why, with a little combination of the Dan Riddell strategy, I think the most important thing is getting their team's um, team like locked in jail. Like There's just no way for them to bounce back, and that's Gotta like the that best time off. to run the rings. I think that like the best – you need defense, obviously, by your gate, but like to the best defense is – getting rid of most of their players by playing offense first like by pull, going and pulling so many flags and then there's no people on the field and you can run the rings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that yeah, is my thing, then you just do you see how that's like a combination of both yeah, for sure. that's my idea of it um it, i don't know why it didn't work because in my <laughs> mind it makes complete sense and i've seen it work before me um and that's why i think it was really an issue more of like not getting my team hype yeah. enough Depends and like camper involvement Excuse me? Dep- oh. No, I just didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. We're getting a little spicy, no, Excuse me. <laughs> I really didn't hear you. What'd you say? It depends on how you articulate it before, yeah. like, you, yeah, if you're not, especially with, like, middle schoolers, and this just goes as a rule even in the classroom, if you're not very explicit on what you want middle schoolers to do it, they're going to have no idea yeah. what to yeah. do. That's true. Uh, we didn't even take to, to, to consider, like, what strategies would work great for different yeah. yeah, I was thinking that earlier. It's like <laughs> I was thinking that earlier. A high school game is completely different than a different middle school yeah, game. For sure, for sure. Like um, strategies like Cole Reynolds could work like so much better. I'm thinking in a middle school strategy where like everyone's still going through like puberty and awkward and stuff. And like if you get one good kid that can really run it in, no one's gonna stop them. That's it. It's kind of it's kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> As per our. Um, lawyer's request all of the ideas expressed in this podcast are not factual but instead the opinions of the staff members on this panel and do not reflect uh, the views and values of black rock retreat uh, please take everything as such as opinion um, and not as factual thank you very much thank you to Riddell Riddell and Son we appreciate the <laughs> message that there. me and my dad are lawyers because <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, real quick, last before we end it up, just go uh, around the room. We're going to say what strategy did we, did we did use when we played. Go ahead, Len. Uh, I think it was a 3-2 you offense. You did the 2-3 the one, one three. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, naturally, the Dan Riddell, but I, I think the pregame kind of paired with it, and I think we all use the pregame in conjunction with Those of us else. that had the choice to, because I, I think the, this past summer they didn't. I didn't, I didn't have a choice. I think I, I, I got to that. Okay. So I got the chance to pregame, and so I did that, and then I actually, like, 
I did use a bit of the wave during a couple of my pushes um, as an idea. I, I used the Dan Riddell strat along yeah. with the one third two third combo. Yeah. Agreed. Same um, thing. Yes, yeah. agreed. Cool. I don't think I communicated it enough. That's what. Yeah. I stood on the hill and yelled at other people to run and to watch other people uh, that had the ring. Uh, that's fair. You, you, you need that. Those are clutch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And my voice yeah. was strained out there. Yeah. Always yeah. yeah. is. First week of camp playing the game, I lost my voice. <laughs> that's how it happens. No. Yeah. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure that you do you subscribe to the podcast. What do you follow? Follow. 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 You can subscribe follow. on uh, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. We um we have merch coming soon. Yeah. Oh. We're coming out with a jingle. With it, we'll eventually have a jingle. I have to write a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very talented. If friend. you would like to be yeah. a guest, make sure you contact either myself, uh, Len, or Dan. No, we'll see if we can get don't you in contact there. us. Yeah, yeah, we'll, contact. we'll contact you. We'll contact you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Because we know another one of these isn't going to happen for another for like three, three months. months, three months. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So. Two, three months. We'll be in Florida. I'll Skype in. We'll do it. We can do that. We can Skype it. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>